Pastor Ray Bentley points out our universal disdain for hypocrites. We really cannot stand hypocrisy. I mean, there's nothing worse than a hypocrite. But yet in reality, we're all hypocrites. Have you ever pretended to be or hoped people would think that you are more spiritual than you really are? It takes a lot of energy to be a hypocrite. And there is nothing more liberating than living in the truth. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. As believers, we're to put on the mind of Christ. We're to live as Christians, which by definition means little Christs or like Christ. And yet the hypocrisy we often see in our own lives is not found anywhere in the example of Jesus. Well, that's what we'll focus on today. We're in Luke chapter 12. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and Jesus. And the Lord um, is making his way to Jerusalem for the last time. I know we're only in Luke chapter 12, but already now we have come to the last part and the most important part of Jesus' ministry. We're getting toward the beginning of that final six months where he would come the last Passover to that triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. And I, I wanna just say this, that uh, at this particular moment, never has he been so well known or so popular. You might say that he kind of, after building miracle upon miracle, visiting village to village, and going several times already to the high holy days in Jerusalem, uh, he has, quite the following. But ironically, at the very moment that he had the movement of this crowd with him and following him, it was at this precise moment that Jesus could have seized his popularity and what many who followed him wanted him to do. But instead, Jesus teaches us something very interesting. He turns away from that popularity and in fact goes and hides, as it were, for the next six months. When he reappears, it will be a revelation of the very glory of God and heaven and the kingdom itself. From the Palm Sunday walk down the Mount of Olives uh, through Calvary and through his glorious resurrection and ascension into heaven and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And we're gonna learn some very beautiful, powerful, interesting things. May we hear what the Spirit has to say. Beginning in chapter 12, let me uh, read the first three verses. It says, in the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed nor hidden that will not be known. And therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear of inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Jesus here is uh, 
I want to go back here just to the, the first verse. In the meantime, an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another. Uh, and then Jesus begins speaking about hypocrisy and, and the hypocrites and uh, the, the leaven of the Pharisees. Um, this was not, an, you know, it was not a, a message for, to make yourself popular. I mean, this is what Jesus you know, what many had said, this is what you want, is to have all the people following you and listening to you. As I mentioned, we're here in the final months of uh, Jesus' ministry, and what I find interesting is that as soon as Jesus' ministry becomes extremely uh, popular, Jesus begins to warn against hypocrisy, and especially the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. And what, it seems like every time he built a crowd, he would seek to do something to thin the crowd. At one point in John, the Gospel of John, you know, everybody's following him and it's exciting and everybody's on board. And then he goes, okay, now look, if you guys don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can't have any part with me. And people are like, what? And they're walking, are you serious? Are you kidding? What does he mean? And it says, and many walked away. That's exactly what Jesus had intended at that point. Why are you coming after me? Why are you following me? And, and I guess what I want to say is this. We live in a culture that, that basically overtly uh, as well as subconsciously teaches you to seek popularity. That this gives you meaning in life, it gives you fulfillment in life, and there are books and tapes and videos that you can buy and people that can give you, you know, positive uh, techniques of how to be popular in that sense. To me, what I find interesting is that Jesus goes exactly against that. He doesn't desire that in any stretch of the imagination. And he starts talking about hypocrites. As I put here in your notes, the word hypocrisy comes from the Greek word meaning an actor or one who plays a part. And simply put, a hypocrite is merely someone who tries to appear more spiritual <laughs> than they really are. And Jesus looked at the Pharisees and said, you guys are hypocrites 101. You are the best. And uh, you know, what's interesting to me is we, and I, I you know, the, the royal we, we really cannot stand hypocrisy. We don't like, uh, we, we can hardly tolerate hypocrites, right? Amen. I mean, there's nothing worse than a hypocrite. But yet in reality, we're all hypocrites. Have we not all been hypocrites? Have you ever pretended to be or hoped people would think that you are more than, better than, more spiritual than you really are? Come on, be honest, yes? See, if you don't raise your hand, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> We're all in the same boat. Now, Jesus compares this hypocrisy to leaven. And you know, may I say this? Um, to go against the grain, it's not like, oh, we're going to get beaten down. Yes, I'm just a, uh, you know, a weasel of a sinner. We're all in the same boat. Uh, let me say that hypocrisy is living a lie. If hypocrisy, and we are stating that hypocrisy is living a lie, that I'm not as spiritual, not as good uh, as, as uh, I would like to be or pretend to be at least, then the opposite of hypocrisy is honesty and it's living in the truth. And there is nothing more liberating than living in the truth. And you know, it's freeing. It takes a lot of energy to be a hypocrite. 
All that pretending and all that acting, all that drama. Oh, I'm a man of God, you know. How I've prayed for you, my dear brother. How much easier is it to just say, man, I forgot, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about you all last week. But I love you like a brother. I mean, be honest. Being honest is freeing, it's liberating. We're weak, we're lazy. Um, We are, you know, and I realize there's pressure, and I mean pressure culturally, and sometimes that culture can even be within your your, uh, religious community uh, to be something, and then the freedom of, of being honest. Now you can take it too far where you're, you're glorying, as it were, in your uh, sin and failures, and I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about just being real, being authentic. Now one of the challenges of me being a pastor is that you know, everybody's expectation, well, you, know, you always see me, I'm up on stage. So here I am, I'm already three and a half feet above you at all times. The lights are coming down. I've always got a Bible in front of my face. The truth of the matter is, I'm a sinner too. I am weak. I'm lazy sometimes. I'm a hypocrite. I get upset. I get frustrated. I get in the flesh. Uh, I struggle with temptation and with sin. I have to repent. Uh, I have to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in me to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Now, I'm not where I was in the beginning, and, and what, I, what you can do is, and one thing that I do know is, I know where I'm headed. I know the direction that I am pointed, and it is toward the Lord Jesus Christ. I have not yet apprehended all that for which I have been apprehended of him, but I, I do have my eye on the prize. I'm headed that way. Have I fallen? Yes. Have I stumbled? Yes. Have I even tripped myself? Yes. Have I fallen into the ditch? Yes. But each time I have by experience learned that Jesus loves me, he forgives me, he doesn't want to waste time over and over condemning me, he convicts me, picks me up and says, no, forget about it, let's move on. Amen? Amen. And we're to do that with one another uh, and, and to pick one another up. Once you realize we're all sinners and we're all hypocrites and we've all pretended You can almost laugh about it a little bit when you see somebody trying to be something so hard with so much energy that they really are not. And you can just say, come on, man. You're you're struggling, aren't you? Let's be honest. I can see it. It's okay. You know, no, no problem, no condemnation. I've been right there. And then they kind of take a deep breath. Well, actually, yeah, I've really been frustrated. And they're kind of feeling out, is it okay to be honest? Absolutely. I think that's what God wants the body to really be, uh, is to be a house full of brothers and sisters. And the whole reason that we ran to Jesus in the first place is that we were all busted up, broken up, bruised up, messed up. (laughs) And so why should we be surprised that, that everybody around us is just like us? So we should be more gracious, more loving, more encouraging, and more helpful. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. At Maranatha Radio, we've received so many cards, emails, and social media messages expressing appreciation for Pastor Ray's teaching. Pastor Ray was my pastor, and my heart hurt when I found out that he was gone from our presence. 
I know that he is greatly missed by so many. I always appreciated how he took time to talk to people. He was just so kind and full of love. I considered him not just my pastor, but my friend. And I'm thankful that this is not goodbye, as we will see him again in heaven someday. Listener comments are so encouraging. If you'd like to express your thoughts and tell us how these messages have impacted your life, would you take just 60 seconds and write an email? Send it to ray at raybentley.com or post it on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So back to hypocrisy, which is pretending. Jesus likens hypocrisy to leaven. He says, beware there in verse one of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Leaven would be something every Jew would associate with evil. Leaven is yeast. It only takes a little leaven to leaven the the whole loaf of bread. And actually, you know what yeast is and why it causes the bread to rise and be puffed up is it's a, a fermentation process. It's decaying. And that's what puffs it up. What a great illustration of pride. Pride puffs up. And how is it puffing up? In this decaying, putrefying situation that is going on. And also, it starts with a very small amount. You only need a little bit of yeast and you can raise the whole loaf of bread. But it spreads throughout. And also, when he's talking about the leaven of the Pharisees, he's talking about the teaching of the Pharisees. The teaching of the Pharisees was about performance. It was about the performance of what you do on the outside, but it did not really penetrate into the heart of why you were doing it and the honesty or love or adoration or compassion or mercy. It was on the outward details as it were. And so Jesus says, beware of that teaching that that pressures people into an outward conformity of performance without any transformation of the heart. Does that make sense? In other words, the goal of Christianity, it's not a bunch of rules that I pressure myself or pretend I'm following better than I actually am or can. It's about letting God's word into my failure, my weakness, my brokenness, and to change my mind and change my heart so I begin agreeing with God, agreeing with his word, desiring uh, to walk in this way, and then even having a transformation of my own heart and desires, that I desire what God gives, and he empowers me, and I begin walking in his ways now by choice. By my own free choice, Lord, I follow you. I obey you. I have learned from experience that when I do my own thing and do it my own way and ruin and, and, and mess up my life, that it yields nothing but the, the fruit of pain. And so I have learned by experience that the Lord is good. I have tasted and seen for myself that when I walk according to God's ways and that it's pleasing to my soul. It's freeing. It's, it's liberating. And you know, you desire it. You, you want more of it. Amen? And hopefully that's where you're at. That it's, it's happening from the inside out and it becomes a tremendous joy. So hypocrisy is the attempt to hide the truth 
And, and Jesus mentions that hypocrisy is foolish because nothing really can be hidden. He says in verses two and three, uh, he says, for there's nothing covered, or let's say you're imitating or you're pretending that will not be revealed nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light and what you have spoken in the ear and inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. In other words, Jesus is saying what you really are on the inside will eventually come out on the outside. You cannot pretend. And this is where, you know, you see the, the gross exaggerations of sin serial killers and all the rest who they say lead these uh, divided lives where they pretend to be normal and fit in with society and inwardly they're trashing their minds with all kinds of garbage and evil and wickedness and perversion and that eventually then comes out and they almost trap themselves or get caught because they seemingly unconsciously want to be caught. It's the same principle, now that's the, the extreme of sin, but in, in reality, <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, sin is sin. Uh, and it's like, you know, telling someone, look, I only put a little tiny bit of arsenic in your sandwich. It's not enough to really, it, you won't even taste anything. And you're not going to die, but there's a little bit of arsenic in that. Well, how many would say, no, thank you? <laughs> well, why can't we do the same and really see sin? Growing in holiness and righteousness is, you know, I, I don't want to tolerate even a little bit as we walk with the Lord. You know, when you're young and you, you negotiate with, well, you know, I'm walking in the Lord and I, I'm not that holy and I'm certainly not a pastor or I'm not a missionary, I'm not this or I'm not that. And if you compromise, well, then it's going to catch up to you. That's hypocrisy. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, Jesus said, and hidden that will not be known. God's truth is like light. It exposes, it reveals, uh, and it, it cannot be hidden. Now look with me in verse uh, four. He says, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Here Jesus is teaching to fear God and not fear men. This is something that uh, touches all of us, and so I'll share with you that me as well, from when I was little, I did care very much what people thought of me and what people's opinions were of me. And when it talks about the fear of man, don't think of, this is an old English word, it's not like, oh, being afraid of. Think of it more in the idea of you, you value and honor their opinions. What Jesus is saying is do not overly value the opinions of other people, especially in comparison with God. What God thinks is so far more important than what other people think. What God values, there's no comparison with his values compared with other people's values. And what I know that the enemy has used in our lives often is 
trapping us with the fear of not going too deep with the Lord or becoming too spiritual. And he uses that fear of, oh man, what are people going to think? You're a weirdo. You're a zealot. You're a, you know, if they are into politics, they'll call you a right wing, you know, whatever. And so you're kind of left on the outside. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not, you know, I'm not whatever. You're, you're kowtowing to whatever their opinions are. And there is a natural desire. I understand that we want to, you want to fit in. You know, nobody wants to be weird. But let me ask you this question. And this is something, this is where you have to be honest within your own heart and soul. Do you so care and spend time and emotion and energy trying to please other people, whether it's for in your appearance or uh, your personality or your, you know, what you like and do and your hobbies and everything is all so that people are happy with you. You are a prisoner. You're not being the unique, free you that, that God made uh, that doesn't have to be, you know, kowtowing to other people's expectations. And that's why Jesus is pulling somewhat back from the crowd mentality that's happening uh, right there at that moment. Because they were not all there with pure motives. Oh, Jesus is the Messiah. Let's follow him. Let's be his disciples. Let's pick up our cross and follow after him, come what may. That was not, they were into it for themselves. They wanted to be the next one that a miracle happened to me and maybe be a center of attention or whatever it was. And so Jesus is teaching some things that are, you know, from time immemorial to human nature. Esteem God's opinion of you above anyone else. Don't worry what other people will think of you. And, uh, you know, if you are stopped from going deeper in your walk with God by well, what will people think or say? You've just been caught with what you really value. Let me tell you what your father has in mind. Your father does not have in mind for you to stick out like a sore thumb in some sense or be an extremist weirdo, bigirdo. <laughs> he wants you to be free. He wants you to be you. In the end, look, Think of the, the craziness of this. The enemy is trying to get you to be afraid of being more like Jesus, who if you want to talk about popularity, there's never been a more popular human being on planet Earth. Jesus himself is extremely attractive, whether they were believers in him as Messiah or not. There was something drawing about him, his uniqueness, his sense of mission, purpose, his compassion, his tenderness, uh, his love for all of humanity. He crossed all barriers of race and religion and gender and everything else. He broke all of the rules. All of the taboos were knocked down. Do not be afraid. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do not be afraid to be more like Jesus than you have ever been before. Pastor Ray Bentley, pointing out the benefits of modeling our lives after the Lord. And there's more to come in this message here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, The Holy Spirit and Jesus. If you missed any part of the message, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com.
When you get to the homepage, you can leave a tribute to Pastor Ray's life and service to the Lord. Also, click the word media, and you'll see the words watch, radio, and Devo, three engaging ways you can enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can link to Pastor Ray's Facebook page, his podcast, his YouTube channel, and Twitter feed. And you'll also find Pastor Ray's books there at raybentley.com. His new book, The Final Witness, is an engaging prophetic fiction novel, part of the Elijah Chronicles series. It's riveting and educational at the same time. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Or our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.